Hey, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. A quick note before we jump into the meat of today's podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you mind subscribing on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts? If you do that, what I'm trying to do is right now I've got two emails going out every day. One goes to the people that want to read the post and the other one goes out with the podcast audio. And I'm trying to get away from this two emails a day thing. So if you go ahead and subscribe on Spotify or if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, then that makes it so I don't have to send out a second email every day and clog up everybody's inbox. So anyway, with that out of the way, let's jump into today's podcast. I had faith when I said, I am severely oppressed. I rashly declared all men are liars. Psalm 116 verses 10 and 11. I want to describe a struggle that we've been having for our entire marriage. It's been the entire marriage. And here's the struggle. My wife just hates wires. We have this basket in our living area that she calls the technology basket. She likes to take all the phones, chargers, laptops, cameras, USB cables, anything that has a wire attached to it, and she shoves them all into one basket. This basket then floats around the counter, and all the wires get severely tangled, and it's impossible to find your phone charger. The reason she does this is because wires are ugly. Wires ruin the appearance of a kitchen counter. Wires look a lot nicer if they're hidden in a cute basket. Wires are not meant to be seen, and they must be hidden at all costs, at least in my wife's mind. Besides, who needs technology anyway? To her, the phone would be a lot easier if it was still attached to the wall. Then you wouldn't have to charge it, and you'd never lose it. The problem is that she married me. (laughs) I grew up around technology. My dad was an IBM programmer. I remember early in my childhood, we had a network wire stretched across our basement so that dad could play computer games against us children with each of us on our own computer. This was the 90s. This was long before networks were normal in homes and certainly before Wi-Fi was a thing. My first job as a grown man was for a Christian radio station in northeastern Pennsylvania called WRGN. Talk about wires and more wires and more wires. We did a pretty good job of keeping our studio looking clean with just a few minimal wires showing, but behind our giant mixing board, there was a large piece of wood that was leaning against the desk. If you moved it, wires were everywhere. And then if you went into the other room and opened the closet doors behind our equipment rack, your head might explode. The wires, well, it was just easier to not open the doors. After the radio station, I worked for an IT company, more wires. Now I work for a church, not as many wires, but there's still a soundboard in our auditorium. And if you look under the desk, (laughs) like I said, it's just easier to not look under the desk. It's the same with all show business though. If you watch the news on TV, you're watching beautiful people with these beautiful clothes on a pristine looking set. But I guarantee you that that set only covers a little corner of the room. Six inches out of the frame of the camera is a giant nest of wires. It's just the only way to do it. To get TV, radio, cell phones, electricity, the internet, all that stuff, you have to have wires. Psalm 116 is a beautiful psalm. It's a psalm of praise. In fact, I suggest you put a bookmark in Psalm 116. Pray it. Pray Psalm 116 when you receive an answer to prayer. When God gets you through something tough, flip to Psalm 116, read it out loud to God. The author of the psalm is gushing because God has rescued him. Over and over again, we see the word call and we see the word deliver. The story is pretty simple. The author called out and God answered. But a couple verses really struck me as I was looking at the psalm, and that's verses 10 and 11. 
Verses 10 and 11 are almost ugly when you compare them to the rest of the psalm. The rest of the psalm is beautiful. It's exciting. The author is practically dancing with joy. He's so excited that God answered him. But what was the prayer that he prayed that got God to answer? Well, the prayers are described in verses 10 and 11. There's two statements that make up this prayer. The first was, I am severely oppressed. And the second was, all men are liars. That's right. That is the prayer right there. I am severely oppressed and all men are liars. That's the prayer that moved God to action. In fact, Psalm 116 describes it as a prayer of faith. A lot of times I think that we look at things like our spiritual journey and church and prayer like a TV set or a radio studio. It looks beautiful. It looks clean. There's cool lights and sweet microphones and flashing logos, but the reality is that faith is much messier. Faith kind of looks like a bunch of wires stuffed into a closet. The prayers that God actually hears are the real ones, the messy ones, the painful ones. So instead of trying to make our prayer lives look great or generate some super feeling of spirituality, real faith expresses our true selves before God. Real faith does not hold back. Real faith expresses what the soul is experiencing, and those are the prayers that God hears. Instead of having a prayer for you today, I encourage you to write your own. It doesn't have to be long. It wasn't long in Psalm 116. It was just two statements. I am severely oppressed and all men are liars. That's all he prayed. Just a couple phrases. So what's your soul experiencing right now? What is the mess of wires that you need to express before God? Thanks for joining us today. I hope you have a fabulous day and we'll see you tomorrow on Pray Together. 